Hello, hello, hello. Hello, friends. It's your girl, Rachel Rill, coming to you with another episode of You Ain't Crazy. You Ain't Crazy. This is a podcast where I give support by means of commentary to give validation to narcissistic survivors and victims. People who are in these relationships or people who might not even know that they're in a narcissistic relationship. And I am here to do my due diligence in this community with people who are against narcissism and who are speaking out against it and bringing awareness to it. So here we go. I am walking and talking because that's what I enjoy doing, talking and walking. And at the same time, bringing awareness to individuals about this complex, confusing type of personality disorder. Let me put this disclaimer out there. I am not a counselor, nor am I a therapist. I am giving commentary from a personal experience for five years. I'm a survivor from being in a narcissistic relationship, as well as someone who dealt with, or my partner or ex-spouse dealt with alcoholism as well alcohol abuse so I'm doing my due diligence um, with sharing my experience and also bringing awareness to this disorder from by means of my uh, experience and heavy heavy deep research about the personality also um, I am a certified life coach as well I help people with their with different strategies on what to do when you're in it and certain toxic relationships how to get out of it things of that nature also how to if you're in it and you're staying in it what are some of the healthy things you can do while in it um again i'm not here to diagnose anybody if the shoe fits wear it so let's talk about it and again i am talking and walking so this version is unedited you may hear birds in the background, dogs barking, or cars driving by, anything that's outside you might hear. So here we go. Today's topic, I'm going to talk about, um, and I do things randomly, guys, because there's so much information that I love to bring or want to bring, just to bring awareness and give people clarity that, you know, when you're dealing with these types of situations, it's not... You know, you might be thinking you're losing your mind, okay? So today we're going to talk about exactly what does it feel like to be involved with a narcissist? And how do you even know that you're involved with one? You know, because very often they will gaslight you. Other people will gaslight you. They may not even, the narcissist may not even know that they are a narc. They know that something is definitely wrong with them because nine times out of ten, you are not the first time. They've heard the same complaints, um, even if obviously you're not using narcissistic terms, but they've, they're hearing some of the same complaints. You're a manipulator, you're a liar, you're a cheater, you're a backstabber, you don't have my best interests, you're trying to make me think I'm crazy. All of those terms have a name, they each have a name, and when you're in it because you don't know, hopefully, you know, with all the awareness that's out there now and that's continuing to come out there, 
if you listen enough, you will begin to see that you're having some of those same experiences, like someone just hit the nail on the head. You're gonna be like, wow, so this is what I'm dealing with. I knew I wasn't crazy. This is what I'm dealing with. Because the whole thing with the narcissist, and we're gonna talk about it right now, or I'm gonna talk about it, guys, is the fact that this shit is some of the most confusing shit one can ever imagine. And if you are not aware, I'm telling you, you, because for the most part, um, in a healthy relationship, you're thinking that both parties, you know, are on the same page. You're thinking that, okay, um, I know I have your best interest, so I'm gonna, I want to believe that you have mine. Or you have boundaries that you won't cross in a relationship. I mean, we do know enough people cheat, and there's a reason why they those individuals do that because most of them are dumb cheaters. You know, when people cheat, they leave. It's like, you know at some point, you leave so much evidence and then at some point, point, you know, everybody knows what's in the dark will come to the light eventually. It's going to come. And when people think that it's not and they keep doing it and thinking that they're not gonna get caught or maybe they don't even care that they get caught, you just know it's gonna happen. So there's a mental disconnect there, you know? We're going to talk about this thing today because it is serious, but at the same time, they're not smart people. And if you don't ignore, if you stop ignoring the red flags, you can save yourself a lot of yourselves, a lot of from having a lot of heartache, grief, you know, just missing days of true happiness for yourself, because it is much better to be alone, to be happy and alone than to be miserable with chaos I can't even talk right with chaos and toxicity like just it's it's so much better and peaceful I mean I know sometimes people are like I don't want to be alone so you'll accept anything but if you never take the time to appreciate your own self you'll just allow anyone to come in and treat you like shit and meanwhile think that it's okay so back to what does it look like to be in a, in a narcissistic relationship? Because again, more than likely, you're confused and might not really know, or you're looking for validation, you're looking for clarity, you're looking for someone, please, please give me some clarity on why is this person treating me this way? So that's what I want to talk about today. And in a lot of my other episodes, I've talked about the different terms on what it is and what those terms mean. So today I want to just just be even more real about it and put it in layman's terms exactly what it looks like. So here we go. The way that you'll know if you're involved in a narcissistic relationship is, number one, look at the signs, do your research first, and look at all of the signs of what a narcissist will do, the types of things, someone with that personality, because it's a personality, so you cannot look, you can't look at someone and be like, oh, you're a narcissist. You know, you have to be in it. A lot of the people who will call someone a narcissist, other people who are on the outside, they are not going to see it for the most part unless they've experienced it themselves. Now, if they've experienced it themselves on a real level and can I, then they will be able to identify because if someone comes to me and tell me certain things that they're experiencing, 
I can definitely see, okay, that person has, definitely has what seems to be a narcissistic personality. And forget the diagnosis because, again, no one's going to get diagnosed if they're not going to a therapist who understands this thing and they really study narcissism, perhaps even experienced it themselves, they're going to probably gaslight you, which means that they're going to have you questioning your reality, make you think that that's not what it really is. So good luck with that. The fact, I mean, for people to try to come up with a diagnosis for this personality, it's like diagnosing somebody who has a happy personality, diagnosing somebody who's an introvert or extrovert or you know, just the kind of person they, they are, their character. How do you do that? You know, a person is who they are. Who they, who's that, you know, you are who you are. And that's what this thing is. It's a personality where people, because of their certain experiences, like your upbringing, you know, we're who we are because of the type of upbringing we've had. And a lot of the times, if you, if you have, if you were able to be yourself and, your, your parent was there, showed up, or parents were, were there, somebody showed up while you were developing, they showed up for you emotionally. You know, they were there to congratulate you on your accomplishments or to validate you, you know, when you're that little girl or that little boy, you know, showing up at your games or just telling you how much you're loved and adored and you literally felt it. They made you feel safe that you could talk up, talk to them about anything without feeling sh ashamed. You had someone who did that, even if it wasn't your parent, you still had someone who filled the void. It's just like, you know, did your parents teach you how to ride a bike? Did your parents teach you how to ride a car? It could have been somebody else who did that. Point in case is you had someone who, sh who showed up who you believed in enough. So it's not even that it has to come from your parent, who was there during that time that you could rely on? Did you have access? And that's how, you know, that old saying, it takes a village to raise a child. Back in the day, you had a lot of people who really, really invested time into, into you. So sometimes you didn't miss out on certain things and you could still develop in a, in a healthy way and in a healthy environment. But if you had two parents that were always at each other and didn't have time or didn't make time to make sure the child was all right, or maybe it was a narcissistic parent during that time, then obviously you might be dealing with the personality of a narcissist. And again, back to, oh, if they're not diagnosed, they're not a narc. That's a bunch of BS, okay? Because who's gonna diagnose them again? If they don't think that they have a problem, where are they going to get diagnosed? And if you go to someone who perhaps is the pastor at the church or some counselor, I mean, the church counselor or whatever, who's not even experienced with dealing with toxic relationships, they're not experienced with dealing with definitely someone who has a challenge in personality disorder such as narcissism, they're not going to know. And instead of them saying, hey, I don't know, they will sit there pretty much gaslight you pretty much validate the narcissist and leave you feeling like crap you know so you really got to use common sense you really do you know that you should not be in a relationship that's abusive or toxic where both people are constantly arguing um you can't have 
a consistent month, I should say, because you can have some consistent days, but can you have a consistent, consistent month where there's no arguing? There's no, you, you, you can regulate your emotions. You can, you know how to diffuse a situation or digress from it. You know, you can use certain healthy processes and techniques without bashing the other person. Because if you're in a relationship and you two, two people are sitting there arguing all the time, it's like, where's the emotional, emotional intelligence to be like, you know, well, you are my loved one. I shouldn't be doing this to you. I should be really here to, we should be supporting each other and learn to agree to disagree, learn to respect each other's boundaries. And if you don't have boundaries, you need to set them. So with a narcissist, that kind of personality, you know that you're dealing with one because there's so much inconsistencies in it. It's so, so much. And it's like the cycle of narcissistic abuse. And the cycle of narcissistic abuse is they love bomb you, they devalue you, then they'll discard you, and then hoover you back in. Now, granted, it may not be the who you may not get Hoover back in, you know, but you damn sure enough will be love bombed for the most part because they got to get you in. They got to sucker you in. They got to make you feel like you're the one. And for the most part, in most cases, in a relationship, which is um, what I'm talking about right now, is you're basically falling in love with yourself. Because they will copy you. They will mirror you. They will do what they think you want them to do. It's almost creepy. You know, I know when I was in mine, thank you, Jesus, I'm out. But when I was in it, I used to be like, why are you so quiet? In the beginning, the very beginning. And I was told, he told me he, believe it or not, I'm actually shy. Okay, I hear that line a lot, but okay. So I took took him for his word. I'm not going to be like, oh, you're lying. So I was always the one talking and sharing what I liked and all of those types of things. And so, of course, he showed up in every way that I could imagine. I never thought that I was, you know, okay, Rachel, he's pretty much doing what you want him to do, what you told him you wanted him to do. How long is that going to last? Because it wasn't like I said, I want you to do this because I'm not that kind of demanding person. I don't want you to do anything that you don't want to do yourself. I was only sharing. And as well as I said, well, what are some of the things you like so that I can show up for you and know what your boundaries are and your triggers are, things like that. And I could just pretty much have a conversation and tell you immediately what I like, what I don't like, things like that. He used to tell me, I got to think about it. You got to think about it. You don't know what you want in a person. You're in your 50s. You don't know what you want in your wife. I can tell you what I want in my husband right off the break. I can tell you. So he used to be like, and now that I think about it, literally, in hindsight, he couldn't tell me right away. He was like, you had time to think about it. I don't. And I didn't. I got to think. Okay, now you got to think because actually I'm not telling you. Like, I can't tell you as a man what you should be looking for from me. And even though we moved very fast in the relationship, very fast, 
And now that I think about that, they will rush you. They have to rush you because narcissists, and if I'm out of breath, guys, it's because I'm walking up hills and stuff. But a narcissist, they're going to tell you just what you want to hear. They got to hurry up and do it because they know their time is limited. They, you can only put on a face, a false face for so long. So that facade is only temporary. It's going to slip. So again, if you are uh, entering into a relationship, you know, definitely look out for the red flags. Take your time. There is no rush. You ain't going nowhere. They're not going anywhere. So take your time and you'll find out. You will find out everything you need to know because people will show you exactly who they are. That sounds cliche, but it's true. They will show you. They will tell you. And it's up to us to take heed. I ignore the red flags, but I can tell you every, every, everything that I went through, I can tell you, had I received this information that I know now, if I found it and understood it, I would have known. This person is not going to change, no matter what you do, no matter how nice you are, no matter what you give, how given you are, it will never, ever, 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 ever be enough for a narcissistic person, no matter what. So don't think you can be so great to them and it's gonna change them. You can buy them stuff, it's gonna change them. You can come through for them. Been there, done that. You know, you can say, hey, I'm gonna let them be right. I'm gonna take the high road. I'm gonna show up. I'm not gonna hold them accountable. I'm gonna ignore it. You know, we think sometimes not holding a grudge is not is or holding a grudge or making someone accountable is holding a grudge and it's not making someone accountable meaning you stick to your guns you don't sit there you stick to your beliefs you stick to your boundaries you do not allow someone to mistreat you and give them a pass by saying okay I'm not gonna hold a grudge so I'm gonna give them a pass I'm gonna give them a pass no because with a narcissist they will, that past just means to them, because you got to look at it, it's their personality. Doesn't mean that everybody's that way, but you have to know what you're dealing with. So in order to know what you're dealing with, acknowledge those red flags because they're going to show you. They're going to show you. When somebody doesn't have a mind of their own, meaning you can ask for something as simple as, uh, where do you want to go to eat? Or what do you want to do today? Um... Uh, what do you like? You know, what turns you on? Like without you telling them anything, what makes you happy in your marriage or in your relationship? What what do you like? Whether it's either gender, of course, I'm a woman, so I'm speaking from a woman's perspective. But men, you do the same thing. You know, ask that woman, talk to her. You know, find out because everybody, any grown adult, should know what they're looking for in a relationship. Well, even if you're shallow, you know what you're looking for. You can you can have a conversation. But when you have a narcissistic personality, that comes hard. Because your MO is to mirror a person. Your MO is pretty much to be their shadow, to be their reflection. They are doing... You're, you're basically falling in love with yourself. Or you are in love with yourself. You're in a relationship with yourself. Because they don't have an identity they don't have their own identity and that's their struggle in their mind they're always trying to take on yours 
So with doing that, and they're not going to keep yours. So what happens is when they show up, the true them show up, you're like, what the hell? You're not who I fell in love with. You're getting the actual person that they actually are. That's who you're getting. You never fell in love with who you thought you were in love with. I know it's confusing. That's why I'm saying you ain't crazy. You did not fall in love with who you thought you fell in love with. You fell in love with yourself, basically, because they did what you wanted them to do. They studied you. They will study you, male or female. They will study you to see what it is you want. And meanwhile, you might think, okay, I'm observant. I'm, a, I'm an observant person. I'm going to, you know, just make sure I'm flowing, make sure I'm doing, you know, what my man want, whatever, whatever. You know, so you act accordingly, but you still have your own identity with a narc. They're like almost mirroring exactly you, you know. And again, that's short-lived because once they feel that they got you where they want you, and it's just an F the personality to have, but guys, this thing is real. It's so many people out there do not just go off the statistics because the statistics, trying to talk right, the statistics... It's just basically if someone is actually diagnosed. Half of these people aren't diagnosed. They just have a personality that's a, that's a jerk, jerkish personality. That's a personality to just hurt, somebody, hurt, hurt their, the person who's closest to them. And in this case, I'm speaking on a romantic level, but it's, it happens in the workplace. It happens in, in homes with a parent and a child or siblings or a child and a parent. It can be anything. You know, you just got to learn the personality of the person and really understand to call a thing a thing, you know, and stop making excuses if you want to keep your sanity. Because the mission of this demonic spirit is to drain you, is to absorb every piece of life in you, out of you, and then discard you. And if they see that they, you have a little bit left in you, they might hoover you back in if they feel they can still manipulate you and then do it to you all over again. Do not feel like you're the chosen one if you get hoovered. Do not. If you're not getting hoovered, consider yourself blessed. Consider yourself very, very fortunate that you can finally have a peace of mind. Because if you're a loving, caring person, you you want to see good in everybody. You want to see you want to see the silver lining. You want to look at the glass full. And a manip- and a narcissist will have you, you know, thinking that they're worthy of that. They're not. They're not. They're not worthy of anyone. Anyone who's abusing you is not worthy of your loving and kindness and giving them a pass and things like that. They're not worthy of that. So when you, again, when you have someone who can say, "Hey, I love you. I love you," or you're, they're acting like they're listening and all of that stuff, and they're being kind, you know, doing things that they know you want them to do. Maybe run to the store for you. Maybe show up you know, at an engagement and be nice and all of that, okay? You're getting everything you want. Here's the kicker. When it switches up. When it switches up for no apparent reason. Because you might think, oh, I'm not with a narcissist because they say a narcissist can't be empathetic. They say a narcissist won't say I love you. They say a narcissist won't apologize. They say a narcissist won't cry. Look, they do everything that any human person will do, especially a covert narc. 
So don't feel like, oh, I'm not with a narcissist or this person doesn't have a narcissistic personality just because they do the, they're capable of doing those things. Here's what you look for. Look for the pattern, the pattern of them switching up. They do it, they switch up. They do it, they switch up. They do it, they switch up. Because when they're doing it, you know they're capable of doing it. So they're definitely capable of saying, I love you. They cry, they're human beings just like everybody else. They just got an effed up personality. Trait disorder, whatever you wanna call it. Because their MO is, let me do this, which is called love bombing you, doing everything that you want them to do, all the things that they know people like they know what people want them to do that's how they can smooth over your on your friends they can love bomb your friends they'll love bomb, bomb your family members having them thinking that they are the best thing since sliced bread that way when they devalue your behind no one can come back and be like oh it's uh we saw it in him all along he's this he's that we knew that no he's already won them over so that's like his his ammunition for when he wants to smear a campaign you or, you know, when he wants to, once he starts to devalue you and make you feel like shit, you've already told all of the friends and family, you've already get, given him validation of being right or being, he's not going to be, he's not going to look at what you're saying. He's not going to look like that in their eyes. And he knows that. That's why he love bombs them in the early stages as well, doing a love bomb and everybody's getting love bomb in a sense because he's gonna isolate you to the point where you don't wanna feel stupid in front of your family and friends because you've told them how great this man is and then you're gonna turn around and tell them how crazy he is, then tell them he's great again, then tell them he's crazy. You're gonna look like the person who's, who's off balance. You're gonna look like the person who's crazy, you know, that's how they get you. And that's when they, no matter, I don't care what your degree is, how many you have, how intelligent you are, if you don't even have a degree, I don't give a crap how smart you think you are. You are not exempt from the manipulation of a narcissist. You won't even see that shit coming. For real, for real, you just may not. Good morning. You won't even see it coming. And that's why it's so confusing and complex if you don't know what to look out for, which is why I've joined the community to bring awareness to this personality um, that people won't think that, oh, you gotta wait until they get diagnosed. The likelihood of them getting into to some intense therapy, staying with it, that goes against who they are. First of all, they're lazy when it comes to putting in any kind of work. Um, when it comes to putting in any kind of work, into a relationship or any kind of work to do better. They're not trying to do that. They're not trying to put in work. So that's not, the, I'm not saying it won't happen, but the likelihood of it happening happening and them sticking with it for a lifetime because that's what they will need to do. They literally have voices in their head that's telling them, it's almost like a healthy person when you get that tap on your shoulder, feel that tap on your shoulder like, hey, you know, don't do that wrong thing and you don't do it because you feel it in your gut or in your mind or something like that. For them, in their mind, it's so twisted, it's let me manipulate, let me, let me manipulate. Even when they know it's wrong, I gotta, I gotta find something to do. I gotta find something that will hurt this person. And it won't be anything that you did 
that would cause them or give validation for them to treat you terribly. You didn't do anything. So don't sit there and think that, oh, maybe I said something wrong. Maybe they've said things wrong to you too. So why would you feel that if you're not doing certain things to them, that it's okay for them to do that to you? We've all made the mistake of insulting the, our partner or doing something wrong. Nobody's perfect, period. Whether you told a white lie, whether you, you said something smart, we've all been there. We've all, we've, we all can be somewhat sarcastic, arrogant, or whatever, even if you're not knowing you're, you're doing it. The thing with a narcissist is they do it consistently and they do it with in the intent to tear you down. You might have a smart aleck mouth or something like that just because you're having a moment or may even be reactive abuse where, you know, you're responding to something someone did to you or something like that, or you're defending yourself from something that they've done to you. So you have to look, don't give them passes because you feel like, oh, I did that too, unless you are, unless you're a narcissist, you know, and if you think you are, you know, you want to confirm whether or not you are, it's enough content out there that you can look to see what are the traits of a narcissist and if the shoe fits, then perhaps maybe you are too and you need to get yourself some help. But I'm speaking to those people who are victims and survivors in this situation and need validation, you know, from other people who have been through this thing so that they don't think that they're crazy. That's what this podcast is about. And back to, you know, don't think you're crazy. The thing is, like I said, they can do everything that you're able to do. When it comes to crying and all that kind of stuff. Crying, talking it out. The thing with an arc is, and the way that you can confirm it, they will equally be uh, mean, nasty, lie, say it never happened. They will lie and say, oh, I didn't mean that. You know, I didn't say, I, I, I didn't mean I was really in love with you, or I don't love you, or it can be anything. It'll just be the opposite of what you thought. Put it that way. Whatever you thought they were, they will show you equally that they're not. And just look at that pattern. And you'll be wondering, like, how could you have been so nice to me? You know, we cried together. We had a long conversation. And you said that you would never hurt me again. You said that you wouldn't be the cause of my tears. Because they'll be like, oh, I'm so sorry. So they will say I'm sorry. But equally, they will flip the script and do something evil and mean against you. And that's the cycle, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And each time, it's just gonna get worse and worse and worse and worse. Because in their mind, if you're accepting it, I'm going to keep doing it to you. But I'm gonna do it worse because you're still here. And now you've just given me the green light that I can really treat you like shit. And you'll just stay. And everybody, I can continue to let everybody know, else know how crazy you are because you're staying with me while I'm doing all of these things to you. So when I really suck the life out of you, you're not gonna have nobody. You'll be broken, sad, and then I'm just gonna discard you and just go on to the next person that they already probably had before your relationship even ended. So don't ever think, and I'm gonna round this up, but don't ever think that you can be so nice to make a narcissist stay with you. You can do 
anything that you feel is on your checklist that will make somebody value you. A narcissist don't care. They don't care about what you're doing. You're thinking most people will be grateful and appreciative, you know, if you were the accountant that they couldn't afford, the lawyer that they couldn't afford because you helped them out of a legal situation or with a legal situation. You helped them with uh, some taxes and accountant situation. You helped them get a job or save their job or start a business or help them with their kids. You know, perhaps you're a step parent. You were a father to their children or you were a mother to their children. You know, um, so many, all of the things that are the obvious that you would think somebody would really appreciate your worth and your value, you are not gonna get that from a narcissist. And when that conversation keeps coming up to the point where you're scratching your head like, damn, they treat me like shit and I do X, Y, and Z consistently. Look at them. Are they doing it consistently? Or is it inconsistent? Where you show me this stuff because most people are not going to go into a relationship with somebody treating them like crap. Like, come here, come on in. Yeah, I'm gonna enter it because I know I really love being treated like crap. That is not the case. They have to love, love bomb you for the most part to get you in there. And then that's when they'll devalue you with all of their deceit, you know? And that's how you know you're with the narcissist. That's, a, that's it in a nutshell, basically. I wanted to keep it short. The short version because I encourage you to armor up gain knowledge learn everything that you can if you have any doubt with whether or not you're uh, you're in a relationship with a narcissist or you're dealing with a narcissist you know again it's not just romantic relationships it can be children it can be parents it can be siblings it can be a boss anybody who's draining the life of you the life out of you with deceit, being non-caring, with lying, uh, cheating, stealing, unfaithful, all of those things, look at the pattern. Look at the pattern and not make excuses for it because you just might be involved with a narcissist. And again, you do not go and be like, oh, you're a narc, you're a narc. You know, because nine times out of 10, they will probably blow up because they've probably been told that before and the likelihood of them doing something about it is very slim. If anything, they're gonna try to go against you and tear you down before you can tear them down and discard you before you can discard them because now they feel like you, you know my, you, you pulled my card, you know me, you know? And even if they don't feel that they are a narcissist, um, you can definitely call out, you have, you know, call out the pattern in terms of you're very manipulative. You are definitely, if, if people are liars and stuff like that, by all means, you know that's not a healthy relationship. You gotta end that. You don't wanna be involved with somebody who's not truthful to you and there's no trust. Because without trust and respect, you don't have a healthy relationship. You know, you don't want that. You don't want to be in a relationship with someone who you can't trust. They don't respect you because it can't be in balance where you respect them, they don't respect you. You're truthful to them, they don't, they're not truthful to you. You know, you have their best interests, they don't have your best interests. Like, that's totally imbalanced and you don't want that. It's unhealthy, get out of it. 
and I can't stress it enough, do not ever stay for children in an unhealthy relationship. Don't ever do that because you're doing that child a disservice. You really are by not um, um, by not being there for them emotionally because nine times out of ten, you're broken. You know, if somebody keeps trying to tear you down and you stay in it, that's not going to be helpful to that child, period. You're teaching the child that it's okay for someone to mistreat them. And then you could possibly be breeding a narc, a narc in the making, you know. So don't do that. Figure it out. Come up with a strategy to uh, get out so that that child can have an opportunity for a healthy life. So, again, don't stay for children in a narcissistic relationship get out of it when you're dealing with the inconsistencies of what you thought you wanted but it but you equally get devalued and it all gets pulled from under you because it wasn't who the person was in the first place it was all a facade it was all a mask you know they have multiple faces and they will show up in the beginning for whatever face you want them to be but they will not keep that that face will not stay because it's not their personality is to flip flop flip flop flip flop to be inconsistent so you can go crazy basically and they're not going to stop until they see that you've pretty much lost your mind so you don't want that to happen so get out of it i can't stress it enough so that's it for me today guys just talking about what you know just giving you validation on are you involved with a narcissist all right peace out your girl rachel real i'm out Peace and blessings to you. Bye.